We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. It's been going through my head all morning. Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. This is the latest installment of Mavs Step Back Live. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. You can find me at Twitter going nuts and saying stuff that I probably shouldn't be saying uh, at Dalton underscore Trigg. Uh, You can find the pod at Step Back Mavs. Uh, we just launched an epic new T-shirt that's a play on, you know, Michael Jordan, where he's holding the bat and smoking the cigar and talking about teams uh, talking trash when they're ahead. And then, you know, Luca had that iconic moment in this Mavs Sun series where he was uh, saying that everybody likes to act tough when they're up. So I think you guys will really enjoy that shirt we just put out. Uh, but man, I, I just, I'm still riding such a high. The Mavs go into Phoenix game seven, where nearly 80% of teams in NBA history, uh, home teams win game sevens and they just completely annihilate the best team in the league. I mean, it it wasn't even close. I mean, it it was 57 to 27 at halftime. Luca had the same amount of points as the entire Suns team. The defense was on a string all night long. Jason Kidd, you know, coaching his butt off. Uh, It was just – it was a perfect night. It was a perfect night. CP3, he couldn't get it going. Uh, Devin Booker, he fell flat in his first game seven appearance. I mean, 
it was just it was something to behold. Uh, the Mavs got the help they needed finally on the road. We've been talking about it leading up to the game that they had to find a way to make it translate to Phoenix, and they did. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, as bad as he was for the majority of the series, just like in the Utah series, he showed up when it mattered most. Game six, five of seven from three, 15 points. He upped that to 30 points in game uh, seven, and him and Luca became the first teammates to have 30-point performances in the same game seven uh, since Kobe and Shaq did it back in 2002. So that's the kind of stuff that we witnessed last night. Just, just unbelievable. The Mavs are back in the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2011. They're taking on Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors, a team they had some really good regular season success against. But, you know, as we learned with this, uh, this Sun Series, regular season success doesn't mean too much. So, uh, I think it'll be a very fun series. I do think the Mavs match up a lot better with the Warriors than they did with the Suns. Uh, and again, for the third straight series, I think the Mavs have the best player heading into the series, taking in all consideration, you know, size, uh, potential, current talent, and age. You know, I just, I, I, I think Luka's the best player left in the playoffs. And I mentioned this earlier on Twitter, but. Out of the top five MVP candidates in the voting process, number five, Luca, he's the only one left in the postseason now. Booker's gone. Giannis is gone. Embiid is gone. Jokic is gone. Luca's the only one left standing. So if he can, you know, find a way to keep pushing through and ends up getting a finals MVP, that's the one that really matters. But all right, guys, uh, y'all know the drill. If you want to talk, if you want to co- come up here and just, you know, gush over what we witnessed last night, send a request. I'll get you up here. Keep it on mute until, you know, we get to you. That that makes things sound a lot better. But I'm going to start getting people up here, and we're just going to have a good time. So, all right, first up is my guy, Nick. Nick, man, how you doing today? Hey, man, I am just in absolute bliss right now. I am so happy. Um, I, I You know, I said this the last time I was on here, but I thought that if we could beat Phoenix – there's no reason why we couldn't win the whole thing. And so I feel great. I'm ready for Mavs heat round three. Um, Luca's the best player left in this thing. Um, and Dinwiddie, like you said, man, he, he shows up when it matters most. And that's, that's one thing that KP wasn't doing for us. And I just, I just don't have anything negative to say. Coach kid has been above anything I could have dreamed of <laughs> And it's just great to see these players um, trust each other. I think that's been like the most fun part of all this is it's just cool to see the camaraderie and just these players um, believing in each other, rooting each other on at any game. Maxi could go off. Dinwiddie could go off. Dorian could go off. Like there's always a different guy stepping up and it's just cool. Yeah. I mean, look, this is, this has just been an incredible ride of, I, I, when they were down two nothing, the way they lost those first two games, it was just you know I'm I've said it before, but you know I'm usually kind of irrationally optimistic. Uh, at that point, I was thinking like this this could be a sweep because they just uh, they got blown out two times in a row, even though the first game was single digits because they made a run at the end. They essentially got blown out two two games in a row. So coming back to Dallas, 
you kind of figured that it would be easy for the Suns to replicate that. But whatever happened to CP3, you know, in game three beyond? And uh, we've talked about it. You know, he, he turned 37 years old in the series. Uh, you know, the Mavs are so good defensively. Like, even even if they have a slip-up every now and then, they're not going to quit. Like, <laughs> they're, they're going to pick you up full court. They're going to switch, you know, between – people guarding CP3 is going to be uh, Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith, you know, swapping that assignment out. So over the course of a long series like this, like once they got game three and game four, it's like, okay, well, now you're guaranteed at least six games. And the longer it drags on and CP3 having to play nearly 40 minutes per game in that first uh, series against the Pelicans, you know, going up against Herb Jones – uh, you know, I, I just – he wore down a little bit. And once he wore down, the Mavs saw it and said, okay, well, now we're just going to go all out on Booker, and that was your series. The Suns just couldn't recover from that. So, Yeah, the Mavs made the adjustments, and that's what was so wild to me. It just felt like we made a pretty obvious adjustment, tire out Chris Paul, and then – towards the last couple games, just go after Booker and it worked and it just felt like they didn't have an answer. I, man, I just, I'm so excited. I think that, um, I think kid is such a perfect fit for Luca as a coach. Um, it was cool. I'm sure a lot of people saw the clip last night of, um, of kid kind of like yelling and, and helping Dorian and just really being involved on the defensive end. And, uh, it's just cool. It, this team, and I hate to say this because this is like the worst cliche ever, but it just felt like they wanted it more. And you can tell by the way they played defense and the way they just believed in each other. It just they just felt scrappier and like they really just want this more. Yeah, and I mean, look, we we've talked about it the entire series. You know, I think I know Nick Wright said it. Uh, there may have been a couple other people that said it too. You know, Patrick Beverly, I saw he said something heading into game seven. But, you know, there's something to be said about having the best player in a series. You know, as good as the Suns are, as good as their depth, well, you know, on paper after winning 64 games, as good as they are, they don't have Luka Doncic. And that was the that was the biggest – I saw somebody I, – I think it might have been Iztok. That, that wrote about it, but, you know, he wrote something today saying that Luca is the greatest equalizer, and, uh, I mean, that's true. I mean, if you have Luca, you have a chance to win every single night, and, you know, we've seen it with Spencer Dinwiddie now, too. I mentioned it earlier. He was horrible shooting the ball in this series. For five games, he was just not good at all, and then when, the, when it matters the most, when the Mavs had their backs up against the wall, you know, he comes out of nowhere and starts nailing threes. You know, just like we saw in the regular season. When it mattered most, Spencer Dinwiddie stepped up and got the Mavs some big wins. So whatever it is that Spencer Dinwiddie has, I mean, he's got it. You know, he's got that gene uh, to where he shows up in the biggest and brightest moments. And, man, what an overwhelmingly successful trade that has turned out to be for the Mavs. Because, I mean, I don't know, nothing against KP. But, you know, the Mavs would not be in the situation they are right now if they hadn't pulled the trigger on that trade. This is this has been amazing. Yeah, and in last night's game, at least 
through the first quarter, if not most of the first half, it was really only Luca and Dinwiddie that showed up on the Mavs. You know, a lot of the other players were missing open threes. And I was thinking that during that first quarter, like, oh, this is going to end up being a tight game. But I think the confidence that Dinwiddie and Luca had just was electric and it kind of spread throughout the whole team. So that was just so amazing to see. Um, but I'll get out of here, man. I'll let some other people come up. Thanks for having me. Nick, appreciate you joining. Great having you as always. Come visit again sometime. Uh, okay, next up, uh, I'm going to bring up Kirk. Let's see. Kirk, how you doing? I'm okay. Well, if my internet goes wonky, I'm walking the dog and <laughs> I, uh, you know, I get like no, like I get no service near my house. Well, like my Wi-Fi is actually functional, but we'll see. Well, I, I, I understand that. Well, I, well, look, I'll say this. I used to have AT&T. I recently got Starlink, and it has been a godsend. It, it's so much faster, so much more reliable. So, uh, I mean, that's ever since I got that, I haven't had any Internet issues. But anyway, we'll see how it goes. Kirk, I, I wasn't able to join your uh, your room last night because – I was just doing so much other stuff, DallasBasketball.com, and mainly just trying to keep up with all the euphoria on the timeline, too. But, I mean, are you still riding the high? Like, what were your initial thoughts during the game when this was going on? Because I was losing my mind. So, I'm a very respectful of the other team kind of fan because I think the Suns are a good basketball team. And last night I dropped that – that that mood and was unapologetic, you know, like degeneration X style shit talker for the whole green room. It was like two and a half hours of suns. Uh, it's not slander if it's true. Why do I? Why do we keep calling it slander? Of of suns like like just basically real talk. Great time. I I cannot believe that happened. I never want to hear Devin Booker's name in the same sentence as Luka Doncic again, other than Luka owns his ass. Um, this is great. It's a great feeling. I hope everyone had a good time with it. And I'm going to ride this until Wednesday. I'm not real, you know, Luca talked about moving on to game two. Not me. Or I'm sorry, uh, uh, game, game one in the Warriors. Not me. No, no. We need to live this because we, you know, you suffer a lot as a sports fan. It's kind of a choice. It's part of the game. And, uh, now I think everybody's ought to have a great time. I agree with that 100%. I mean, look, this is, it's been over a decade since they had even gotten out of the first round, and now we're talking about this Mavs team in the Western Conference Finals. It's absolutely nuts. Uh, you know, they, they've taken that next step, and, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but, you know, going into this series, and I've talked about it with a few of the guys that, uh, you know, are regulars joining these, these green rooms, but, uh, you know, it really felt like Phoenix was the hardest matchup for the Mavs. I mean, uh, that, that's how I felt about it. Uh, you know, I, I, I know the Warriors have a lot of championship experience. You don't want to underestimate Steph Curry. And but, I mean, I feel like the Mavs have the, the tools to kind of tire the Warriors out over the course of the series. And I, I'm, I'm interested to get your thoughts. Like, what are you expecting from this Western Conference Finals? So my initial thoughts are Luca's going to own them. Uh, then you get into the data a little bit, and Luca scored a ton, uh, turned the ball over a lot against the Warriors, and they played three games without Draymond Green. So I sort of think you got to take the regular season and throw it out the window. 
Um, them losing Gary Payton the second is is high key problematic for them. Their best defender probably on Luca is going to be Andrew Wiggins, and Wiggins actually guards him pretty well. He's a big athletic guy, but Wiggins has never reached his full potential, and I just don't think he's made for the moment. I think Luca wears him out. I think Luca wears all these guys out, and the question has to be just like this previous series: is who's going to show up? Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, hopefully, that was his wake up call to a degree because. He took some shots last night once he started feeling himself that we haven't seen since April. You know, the little the 15-foot pull-up shot, like getting all the way to the rim with confidence and not terrified. Like, I, I feel bullish, but I also – I'm a little peeled back from last night when I was basically like, the Mavs are going to win in five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the heat of the moment, you know, I, I think everybody was kind of feeling that way. But, I mean, look, when you think about, you know, just over the last two – two to three years. So two of the best players having success guarding Luca over the last two to three years, you know, was uh, Mikael Bridges and DeAndre Ayton. You know, they just – they gave him problems when they played the Suns in the regular season. And he just torched both of those dudes relentlessly, especially in game seven. But, you know, throughout the course of the series, Luca was just amazing. Uh, so going into this series against the Warriors, you know, if Andrew Wiggins is the best option they have to throw at Luka, I just, I just feel like the Warriors in trouble. (laughs) So I'm going to make a really terrible and specific TV reference. It was like the second or third episode of 30 Rock and Jack Donaghy has invited the whole staff to play poker because he found out they're playing poker and he gets really – he, like, starts to lose his mind because he cannot figure out what the hell Kenneth the Page is doing. And then there's, like, this one kind of drunk statement where he says, I will – like, something to the degree of, I will solve you, Ken- Kenneth Ellen, or whatever the hell his name was because he had a really weird, like, middle name. And Luca's just like that. Give Luca enough time, he figures out the puzzle. That's what's driving us crazy about the Aiton thing is all you need to do is drive on Aiton. And he just kind of wouldn't do it. <laughs> and I, I just, I think enough time against the Warriors, he wins. Like, I, I'm confident. I, and I, you know me. Like, I'm not a confident guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it, it's one of those things where it, it's like you said, you just give Luca enough time, he will eventually figure it out. And another thing is, you know, we saw it during the regular season, too. Luca is going to find a way, and Jason Kidd and the coaching staff, they're going to find a way to hunt whoever, you know, the other team's superstar is and make them work on both ends of the floor. So, you know, not only are they going to hound Steph Curry in this series and, you know, probably Clay Thompson too, but, you know, they're going to attack them on defense and try and wear them out uh, through the course of the series. Because as good as the Warriors are, you know, they are getting up there in age. And, like, this has been a long playoff run now. Uh, you know, if – if the Mavs can bring that same intensity that we saw in this Phoenix series, I just think they're going to tire out. Now I might be wrong. You know, I, like I said, I don't want to underestimate the the championship pedigree of this, this Warriors team, but I just feel like if they bring the same intensity, it, it will be, you know, a, a pretty, uh, the Mavs have a good shot of advancing. I'll put it that way. I, so I got to go, but I wanted to get this in and I thank you for having me. I think pace is going to be key. The Maverick, like, I've been urging Luca to pushing, you know, urging it in the sense of Luca doesn't hear me. But I, I wanted the Mavericks to push against Phoenix. 
I do not want them to push against the Suns. You get into a track meet with the Suns, you lose. And that this is one area where, like, true playoff basketball, to grind it out. I think we're going to see, like, 95 to 86 kind of games. And, and the Mavericks defense with what they did to Utah, I think is going to come in handy because running the Suns or um, running the Warriors off the three point line and, you know, just blitz and recover, it's going to be key. So thanks for having me, buddy. Yes, sir. I appreciate you joining me, Kirk. We'll have to do it again sometime. And look, I, I agree with, with that take. They do need to slow it down. Uh, they need to keep the Warriors from, you know, getting out and running. And, you know, if I remember correctly, I have to go back and look, but like in those first two games in Phoenix to start the, the semifinal series, they weren't, you know, pressing full court as much. Uh, you know, they, they did every now and then, but they weren't like starting the games off that way. I think they have to do that from the jump against the Warriors. You know, just, just wear them down, start to finish, give them no room to breathe. And, you know, I think that'll pay dividends as the series moves on. But, all right. Uh, next up, I believe Austin was next in the queue here. Austin, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing very well today. Uh, you know, just excited about the win. And, uh, you know, I believed, but, you know, it was it was scary a few times throughout the series. So, um, you know, excited to see them in the Western Conference Finals. Spent all morning actually watching Pat Bev on ESPN. Uh, apparently, I'm a fan of him now. Uh, you how, know, how how crazy is that that we have like Mavs fans have all of a sudden <laughs> become huge Patrick Beverly fans, given his comments over the last few days. <laughs> yeah, it's not something I expected. Like honestly, that might be you know more surprising than the Mavericks being in the Western Conference Finals at this point, but. Uh, the game last night, man, that was just so awesome. Uh, I'm glad that Booker, you know, didn't work on double teams in the off season. So, you know, that really kind of came back and came in handy for us. But, um, you know, my, my wife and I, we planned a vacation to Dallas like multiple months ago because my wife and if any of you have wives or, significant others uh she wanted to go to waco fixer upper you know whatever and uh so turns out the mavericks are going to be playing game three and four of the western conference finals during our trip and i think i may have to make my first visit to the american airlines center i don't know i think do it that, that's something i have to try to fit in the trip so you know just super excited I think we match up really well with the Warriors, not trying to get ahead of myself, but um, no one can guard Luka, but also there's no paint presence for the Warriors. You know, it's all going to be out on the perimeter, and I just think I think we can do it. I really do. I think we can do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot, you know, the seal has been broken <laughs> now. You know, there was – there was some nervous energy, and it's like, yeah, they were being competitive with the Suns, but, you know, once they actually finished that off and it became real, like, oh, my God, they they, they beat the best team in the league, and now they're in the Western Conference Finals. The seal's broken, and now the optimism's just pouring out everywhere. It's like, okay, they can really do this. And they, uh, somebody posted a clip. It may have come from the NBA, but they posted on Twitter a clip of Jason Kidd in the locker room last night. And he was just like talking to the guys and he was just like, so do y'all believe like, <laughs> like, look what y'all just did. And everybody was getting hyped. It's, it's just amazing. So 
I'm I'm just I'm so thrilled and look if they can get past the Warriors, uh, you know I think they could even you know have a really good shot of winning the finals altogether because that I'm looking at that Miami Boston series. Those teams are going to beat the crap out of each other during a seven game series. Like they are just they are really really good defensively. They're really rugged, and I don't know who's going to come out on top in that series. We might have, you know, if the Mavs can find a way to beat the Warriors, maybe we have Mavs Heat round three because the Mavs can only play the Heat in the finals, apparently. Uh, or, you know, maybe, it, maybe it'll be something new. Maybe it could be uh, Luka versus Jason Tatum so the Internet can be lit on fire uh, with NBA Twitter. But, you know, I'm just looking at the, that other series in the East, and I'm thinking, man, that, that could be a tired team coming out of the East, uh, you know, playing the Mavs in the finals. So we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm super optimistic. And, uh, Austin, I, you definitely need to hit up those games since you're going to be out that way anyway. Like yourself, uh, my wife and I, we were, you know, it, we celebrated our five-year anniversary uh, a few weeks ago. And, you know, things are so busy right now that, uh, you know, we, we decided to just push our trip until this summer. Uh, so we're probably going to – you know, end up doing something out towards that way as well. And if the Mavs make it to the finals, I mean, uh, we're going to have some fun with that. So I feel you take advantage of your situation, go to the games. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, uh, we're, we're also celebrating. This is our five year anniversary trip as well. So, uh, happy anniversary to you and your wife. Um, uh, I, I need some, some feedback from, from the Mavs fans. Do I get, worse seats in order to go to both games or do I just get good seats for one game? I need feedback. That's, you know, that's where I'm at. So this this is just me and I've. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, 
and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, look, I've it, it, it kind of depends on pricing, but I don't want to say that, you know, I've spoiled myself a little bit, but, you know, ticket pricing in New Orleans is not what it is in Dallas at all. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous how cheap tickets are, you know, when the Mavs play the Pelicans down in New Orleans. And, you know, I save up and I I end up getting floor seats down there and it's like the best experience ever. But still, the greatest game I've ever been to, uh, you know, was when I was in the nosebleeds years ago. My first ever Mavs game was game five of the Western Conference Finals, Mavs and Suns, ironically. Uh, when Dirt dropped 50 and beat the Suns in uh, 2006. I, th- I don't know if I lost audio or what, but uh, I'd right. I th- was that? Go ahead. Oh, yeah, we, we were right behind the basket and, uh, you know, way up in the nosebleeds again. And, like, both of those games are the best games I've ever been to. And the atmosphere is just incredible, you know. being I know it's a long ways up, but, like, you're seeing the full crowd and – I mean, I don't know. There, there's just something about it. So if I, if it is my opinion, and you know, other people in the chat can give their opinions too, but if I had a chance to go to both, I, I would go to both. <laughs> I, that, that's what I needed to hear. I think you know, my wife's on board. I've, I've slowly over time turned her into a Mavs fan, so she's on board. I think we got to do it. I think we're going to be there uh, and be loud and. And man, I'm just excited. Never, never thought that this season would turn out this way. So, you know, any literally anything that happens from here on out is just like literally just icing on the cake, man. It's it's just awesome time to be a Mavs fan. So appreciate you bringing me up and uh, go Mavs. Appreciate it, Austin. Thanks for joining. As always, you'll have to do it again sometime. And um uh... Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, we said it after the Mavs won game four in the Suns series, but, you know, they're playing with house money. I mean, it's it's even more true now. They have exceeded all expectations. Uh, they're still being doubted despite being 6-2 and two versus the rest of the playoff field uh, that's out there right now. They've, they've got the, the worst odds, you know, to win the finals and everything. So, you know, they're still underdogs, and I think they, I think they relish being underdogs. So, all right, next up, we got my guy Jay Pry, return guest. Jay, what's up, man? How you doing? Man, uh, I'm out here pushing agendas. Uh, Kendall Jenner is going to leave uh, Devin Booker for this. It was just too embarrassing. You could tell whenever she left during the third quarter. Uh, Monty Williams, not coach of the year. That's Jay Kidd. Easy, said and done with. Uh, the shot of his face after that, like, uh, ridiculous Lucas step back in uh, – what, like midway through the third quarter where it just like panned in on his face and there was just so much pain. I loved that. I loved everything about it. Uh, and yeah, Mavs in five. <laughs> Look, hey, I love it. I love the energy. Uh, the Kendall Jenner thing is hilarious. I did not know that. Uh, 
I, did she really leave in the third quarter? <laughs> yeah, she left. She left in the third quarter. One of the uh, NBA pages tweeted out a picture of it and was like, "Yeah, Kendall Jenner leaving the game mid mid third quarter." <laughs> well, just like the Suns, the Kardashians are front runners, so I'm not shocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, look, I'm I'm just thrilled. I see people in the chat saying that, uh, or somebody saying that. 538 has the Mavs as favorites to go to the finals. I get that, but, you know, the the betting odds in Vegas, you know, that says otherwise. The Mavs are still underdogs, which I think, you know. I love it. I, I, I think they love being like that, and I'm fine with it. So, you know. Oh, yeah. I would rather be the team that's under the radar just doing all, our thing. All of our confidence is through the roof, but, you know, I, as long as they still have that underdog label, they still have a little bit of extra motivation, but – uh, but yeah, I mean, look, that game, I just can't believe, and like even Reggie Miller and, uh, the TN, the rest of the TNT crew at like the halftime show and everything, like everybody was just dumbfounded at what was going on. Like <laughs> nobody expected that much of a beatdown in a game seven on the road. Like it, it's just un- unreal. It's unreal that that 64 win Phoenix Suns team had 27 points at halftime. Like, the Mavs defense, and I mean, look, people were saying, I saw some Suns fans saying, like, oh, they're, you know, they're just missing a bunch of shots. We have to give a lot of credit to the Mavs defense because, man, they, I mean, just watching, going back, and I watched the, uh, the first half highlights this morning, the defense was perfect. Like, it was absolutely perfect. Everybody was on a string. Uh, you know, they, they were flustering the Suns. Like, every shot they took was a hand in the face and, like, just no room to breathe. Like, they just suffocated them. So, oh, yeah. yeah, they missed a lot of shots. But, I mean, man, the Mavs, the Mavs just, like, grinded them to a pulp. It was, it was amazing. Did you see the, uh, did you see the clip of Jay Kidd, like, um, like telling during, you know, stay home, stay home and like totally just calling out everything that the Suns offense was doing and like telling guys where to go like that. That was so cool. to see. I did. I, I tweeted that that clip out later last night. I, I asked some people where it was and I got like a million replies with the clip in there. And so I reposted it. But I mean, it, it's amazing. And that look before the game started. Uh, somebody, I think it was Chuck Cooperstein mentioned that the Mavs changed benches. So, uh, the first three games in Phoenix, they were on the left side, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then for this game seven, the home team gets to choose. They switched it up and they, they got, went on the right side. And that was basically, (laughs) basically so Jay Kidd could, you know, talk to the defense like that up close, you know, for the first half and keep everybody engaged and everything. So that was, that was an underrated adjustment for the Mavs going mm-hmm. into game seven and it, it paid dividends. But I mean, uh, what's some other thoughts you had from that game seven or you pretty much get all that out? I mean, just, yeah, moving forward, we have the best player. Uh, we have the best player no matter who we face and you know I was really glad that uh, the Celtics took took care of business against Giannis because I was like that's the one dude I don't want to see because all these other bigs didn't do a good job of torching us Giannis would torch us so now I'm I'm feeling pretty good moving forward and and that's kind of all I have but yeah go Mavs Mavs and five against the Warriors bro Jay, I appreciate you joining. As always, come back and see us sometime. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. Luca, he's the best player left 
in these playoffs, in my opinion. I mean, it, we've said it, we've sound like a broken record at this point, but, uh, you know, when you have the best player in a series, you always have a chance to win. And the Mavs proved that in like the most emphatic way possible against the Suns. Just, just incredible stuff. Um, all right. I'm going to bring up our next guest here, Josh. Josh, what's up, man? How you doing? Pretty. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing on this fine Monday? Oh, um, you couldn't you couldn't ask for more than last night. Um, what a demolition! I don't think people really expected. Um, you know, I don't think anybody, even the most optimistic. Mavs fans, which you're, you definitely fall in that category. And props to you for that because that's a good, that's a good spirit to have. Um, nobody expected such an absolute demolition derby, but it shows you that momentum is a thing. And they really did ratchet up um, the defensive momentum, and it was just cool to see, you know, Dinwiddie break out, you know, in a in a really substantial way. The only thing that I would say, you know, to temper the optimism is I wouldn't start thinking about, you know, the finals yet. The Warriors have for real championship medal. They added Jordan Poole, who's just had some games where he just goes nuclear scorched earth. So um, and, you know, the Mavericks have gone through two series where they've been playing some really different type of defense and then they're going to have to play uh, against the Warriors. I wouldn't incorporate the regular season matchups because, because first off the Warriors were missing some people. Second off, we've seen that the regular season doesn't mean crap um, uh, by what we just saw, <laughs> by what we just saw in these first two rounds. Yeah. Yeah. That was 100% right. I mean, it's it's crazy. The the Mavs, it was like 10 or 11 straight games that they had lost to the Suns, including those first two games of, of the last series. And now we're sitting here with the Mavs in the Western Conference Finals, and they beat the Suns four out of five times. Like, that, j- just insane. <laughs> the curse was – I mean, I just, dude. Curse, curse, <laughs> curse lifted in an emphatic way. Such a – such a crazy time to be a Mavs fan. This is great, but yeah, if you yeah, could I mean, make look, if you could make Kirk Henderson optimistic, then there you go. I've got to look. <laughs> I've got to hand it to Kirk. Kirk, I mean, he gets a lot of crap for you know being negative all the time, but he has been ever since he moved to Dallas, and I think he even mentioned this on Twitter. You know, when you when you move away from the the East Coast and you're around more Mavs people, and you know Texas is just so much better. Uh, you know, I, I would love to be out there myself at some point. I mean, it, it's it's been a game changer for him too, and I mean, the Mavs have obviously helped that with how they played too. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 gotten everybody's moods uh, in a better place, and you know, things are just amazing right now all around for the fan base. But I agree with you. You know, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. You know, like I said, I have a I have a heavy dose of respect for the Warriors and what they've accomplished over the years. Uh, Steph Curry is amazing. He's the best three-point shooter in NBA history. Uh, I just think, 
you know, if if the Mavs don't win the series, it's not going to be because Steph Curry destroyed them. Because I think I think they'll let somebody else do it before before they let Steph do it. I think they'll hound him and you know try to tire him out in the same way they did CP3 in this Sun series. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'm like you. I'm like you. I'm optimistic, but I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Right, and I mean, and I mean, look, Clay Thompson had a freaking monster closeout game. Um, and, and when I say monster, not monster by his standards, but it was still kind of like a little bit foreboding, you know, for this next round because he looks like he's getting his legs. However, um, just to sum it up, because I know a lot of people are waiting, but um, basically, you know, I would call this series that we just won the the stop stop smirking series because the arrogance you know of Devin Booker just in general I mean it just seems so dislikable I've mentioned it on Kirk's you know on Kirk's you know Spotify thing it's like dude he's just such a dislikable prick and it was very gratifying to see him just be like to to just have to suck it and swallow up his arrogance. Now, speaking of that, heading into play the Warriors, dude, they they don't lack any arrogance. I mean, Clay strikes me the same way. Kind of, I I really just find him dislikable. I like some of their other guys, but but who the hell wants to listen to Draymond? So I think just if you take that annoyance and arrogance factor, and how you know how much it will annoy Luca. Uh, maybe, maybe that's also a good thing to be optimistic about and I'll leave it there. Here's, here's, Uh, here's the difference though, Josh, the, the Warriors have a right to be that way. (laughs) Sure. As, As annoying as it may be. I mean, at least, at least they're justified in acting that way. Uh, so, I mean, you know, they've, they've won three championships together where the Suns they haven't won anything and they acted like, you know, they were just going to be guaranteed a title when they've never won one ever. So that that's the only thing. I, I mean, it is annoying, but hey, look, if they want to be arrogant, if they want to come out and, you know, motivate, give Luca even more motivation as if he needs any more, then so be it. You know, let Luca unleash on the Warriors as well if that's how they want to do it. <laughs> dude, dude, this is so funny that you say that because it's like when you were talking, it occurred to me. Because I'm not big on the whole, like, let's liken this to 2011. But, dude, it's pretty weird how 2011, we just kind of sent a bunch of teams into total, like, rebuild mode. And right now, I mean, we probably dismantled the, the jazz as we know it. And, dude, now since last night, you know, um, it's a big question surrounding Aiton now, right? And on top of that... uh you know, CP3 looked pretty diminished. And then apparently from listening to some other casts this morning, it looks like people have like some suspicion that there's like some Sarver news that's going to, that's, that's about to drop. Um, maybe, but basically, you know, there was some quote about Aiton's mental health, you know, and, and, you know, man, I mean, they didn't pay him, and and this could be also the dismantling of them. So in a lot of ways, it feels very more 2011-ish than I really wanted to, 
you know, cause, cause it's whatever. And then to see Dirk and Luke, uh, Luca hug it out was just dope. So I'll let some other people get on. Dalton, uh, much love, happy, um, upcoming anniversary and, um, go Mavericks. This is going to be a, a great series. Josh, I appreciate you, man. Good stuff. And, uh, look, the Aiden stuff is really interesting. That, that was something that I saw, but I forgot to bring up earlier. What's going on there? Like, that's, that's so weird. I mean, I think, uh, and I mean, look, take this with a grain of salt because, you know, of who it is, but Skip Bayless, I saw, he said something about little, Lil Wayne was at the game last night and told him that, uh, Monty Williams said something to DeAndre Ayton to the effect of, you quit on us. Uh, so, I mean, look, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying that's what, that's what I saw. You know, that's what's being speculated. So, if that's the case, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on there, but he's going to be a restricted free agent. They obviously didn't want to give him the max uh, before the season started. And look, <laughs> with, with how he's uh, with, with how that series went against the Mavs, and you have Luca, you know, doing whatever he wants in that game seven, backing him down in the paint and scoring over him. I mean, you can see why they didn't. Uh, want to give him the max. So there, there, there's a lot of stuff that could have this, this off season. And I'm not going to get into it on today's pod because, you know, I'm saving, you know, off season, super saying Dalton for later, but uh, you know, this off season has the potential to be crazy. Like there's so many moving pieces that could go on. It could be one of the craziest off seasons we've seen in, in quite some time. And, you know, the Mavs, even though they're playing well right now and, you know, everybody's in sync. It would be nice if they did, you know, have a couple of upgrades here and there. It would be amazing if they, you know, had some guys where, you know, it would make it to where they wouldn't have to play Burton. <laughs> you know, credit to him. he's He's been good in spot minutes for the Mavs in these playoffs. But, you know, if they could get an upgrade in those spots, it would be amazing. Uh, okay. Got my guy Christian in the queue here. Christian, what's up, man? How you doing today? Hey, Dalton. Are you able to hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you loud and clear. Perfect. Yeah, I'm driving right now. But, man, am I – like, just what a moment. Like, just such an enjoyable season. But I won't go that far. An enjoyable playoffs. I mean, we started this year rough. Um, and, you know, I'll take credit for Spencer Dinwiddie balling out because – I had uh, posted uh, before game six, it's like Dinwiddie's going to be asked. He made six crypto posts and he played well. So I was like, I'm just going to make another tweet bashing him saying he's going to have a bad game. I'm just, I I think I'm the counter to your optimism. When I'm pessimistic, things go well. So I'm going to keep tweeting negatively in hopes that it creates some good juju for this team but I'm just so excited with Jason Kidd I don't know if y'all talked about already that mic'd up moment yes yes we did and I mean that look that that just shows how into it he is with his players Uh, all the players listen to him and enjoy having having him as a coach and you know again and after the game uh, you know, Jason Kidd went out of his way to credit Frank Vogel for kind of instilling instilling that kind of stuff in him. And it goes back to what I said all season long. Like, I get it. The Mavs got off to a rough start. 
it wasn't looking great. People thought that, you know, oh, here we go. This is what we kind of expected from a Jason Kidd team, given his previous head coaching track records. But, like, people just completely overlooked the two years he spent as an assistant coach with the Lakers. And we had uh, uh, Nico Harrison on the pod uh, after the trade deadline, and that was one of the things, like, we talked about a lot of topics during that podcast, but one of the longest topics that he just, we spent a lot of time on was when we started talking about Jason Kidd. And that was one of the things he was harping on is like, man, people have just, and I mean, maybe it had to do with that book coming out over the summer that kind of rehashed, uh, you know, his, his failures in Milwaukee and everything. I don't, you know, there was a lot of things that contributed to it, but uh, you know, his time in LA was completely overlooked and thank goodness, you know, it, it has translated to him being a better head coach and obviously having Luka Doncic helps. Uh, but you know, also just his individual growth and like this, this other, you know, all these other guys he put around him with coaching staff, they have a great coaching staff overall. And I mean, he's just been amazing. The, the whole staff has been amazing. And I, I love to see the guys feeding off of his energy and vice versa. It's been a great season. And, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, he's, he's proved a lot of people wrong. He's made a lot of people who weren't happy with the hire happy with it now. And, you know, it looks like the future is pretty bright for him going forward. So I'm, I'm just absolutely thrilled. Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll be quick because I, I don't want my audio to mess up the pod. But uh, what he's done for Jalen Brunson, too, to take that real next leap, like not a step, JB has taken a leap, has been exciting to see. And I haven't been this excited in about a decade. So I, I look forward to kind of what we have. I'm just trying to enjoy the moment. Uh, but appreciate you always is having me up, Dalton. Hope you have a great day. And I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Yes, sir. Good stuff, Christian. You have a great day as well. Uh, look, I mean, Jalen Brunson, Jason Kidd coming in, you know, he better related to Brunson than Rick Carlisle did because, you know, I mean, Jay Kidd, he was a star point guard. You know, he's been there. He's He's seen things that Rick Carlisle hasn't seen. And that has translated over very well. It, it opened up a new – uh, gear for Jalen Brunson, especially when he got put into the starting lineup halfway through the season full time. Uh, and, you know, he, I've, I've loved watching him develop, you know, as the year has gone on. And, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of Brunson, too, for putting last year's playoff failures behind him uh, against the Clippers. You know, he really struggled against their length. And he did at times against the Suns in this series, too, you know, to start out. Uh, but, you know, he, he found a way to get past that. And even in the closeout game seven, he ended up with like 24 points on, I, I think, 11 of 19 shooting. So even he had a great game. Like Brunson, Dinwiddie, and Doncic combined for 89 points, and the entire Suns team had 90. <laughs> that's that's just ridiculous. But look, we've we've harped on it the entire time. Uh, I want to reiterate just how excited I am. Uh, you know, the NBA draft lottery is tomorrow night, and then we get at least four more games of Mavericks basketball, which is just makes me so happy. I'm I'm so happy for everybody in this you know community and the entire Mavs community on on uh, Twitter and wherever else we. 
uh, get together at. But I, I'm just I'm thrilled for everybody, and I'm glad we get to watch more basketball together. So, guys, I appreciate y'all joining me today. Uh, we'll be sure to do it again very soon. Uh, probably, uh, we'll probably come on here uh, before game one. I'm going to try to set up something with my guy uh, Sam Esfandiari from the Warriors Light Years Pod. Uh, it's always good stuff when when we get together with those dudes, and uh, we'll try to have some good pre-series content if we can make it work out with our schedules. But uh, y'all, be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, you can find me at Dalton underscore Trig on Twitter. You can find the podcast pod account at Step Back Mavs. Uh, if you want to be entered for a chance to win uh, any giveaways we do in the future, just go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Either one will work. Uh, it'll get your name thrown into the hat for any future giveaways we do. So be sure to do that. And again, we have a brand new t-shirt design that just dropped this morning. It's a play on, it's like a mashup between Luca and what he said after uh, game five about, you know, guys acting tough when they're up. And it's a mashup between that and Michael Jordan holding the baseball bat and having a cigar and all that. It's, it's, it's a really cool t-shirt. I think y'all, are like, y'all will like it. Go to my Go to my homepage and see that. But, guys, appreciate it. Y'all enjoy the rest of your Monday. Uh, Let's have a great week. The Mavs are back in the Western Conference Finals. Let's go! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.